Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Plenty of Dolphins content there as well so make sure you hit like and subscribe also five reasonsports.com spell that one out we do not have a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network we mention this one all the time it's water cleanup of florida and they've got a new program they've got a membership program there and it's for preventative maintenance and why is that important because insurance claims typically do not cover damage due to a lack of primary maintenance so if you have any fear of any kind of leak or mold or anything like that you got to reach out to our friends over Water Cleanup of Florida. You got to sign up for their membership program. They will take care of you. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Or you can call Michael, Robert, the rest of his team on their personal phone. You can reach out to them at 954 579 0356. That's 954 579 0356. And they'll tell you everything about how to prepare yourself, including for a hurricane, which we know in South Florida is always a possibility. So WCUFL.com, join the membership program. And if you already have an issue, they'll take care of that as well. 954-579-0356. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can find him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Brady Hawk. You can find him at Brady Hawk 305. A couple of episodes that we put up recently you may have missed. We've been doing them rapid fire here over the weekend. Uh, Greg and I did a recap of the win over Dallas, 129 to 123 on Saturday night. Of course, without Bam Adebayo, who's somebody we're going to talk about a lot tonight. And also Alex Salito and I got into uh, a conversation about whether or not you play your guys down the stretch with four games left, considering that the Nets are basically gone. Uh, the Nets uh, beat Utah. Kelly Olenek missed a shot at the buzzer, ending a furious Utah Jazz comeback, and so the Nets are essentially – I mean, they're going to get the six. Uh, Miami's not going to catch them. Uh, essentially, they, the magic number is one. So it, it's one Miami loss, one Nets win, and that's it. That's going to happen here over the course of the next four games. The Nets have two very soft games coming up in their schedule, and they finish up with Philadelphia, a team that's not going to be playing for anything in the last game of the season. So this is about the play-in for the Heat right now, and it's about whether or not they can secure the seven and keep a home game. The Hawks in Toronto are tied, but the Hawks have the tiebreaker. 
But we're going to talk about something specific, and that's why we've got Brady here tonight. Because what got a lot of attention the game the other night, other than Kevin Love moving to the bench, was that Cody Zeller started. He had 20 points, but it was the way he got his 20 points. Uh, Jimmy Butler played a near-perfect game. In fact, if you look at game score on basketball reference, that is the best regular season game that Jimmy Butler has ever played with the Miami Heat. Uh, He had 12 field goals, he had 12 assists, and he had no turnovers. He played a perfect game. And a lot of that was passes to Cody Zeller, who had seven field goals on Jimmy Butler passes. So seven of Jimmy's 12 assists went to Cody Zeller and 12 passes to Cody Zeller in all. And why did this grab our attention? Because we've talked all year about the fact that Jimmy doesn't pass to Bam that much. And Bam was not in the game. And if you go through the numbers, and we're going to do that today, you will see that Jimmy Butler gets about one assist per game to Bam Adebayo. It's a little bit less than one assist per game. He just had seven assists to Cody Zeller in one game. I would bet that he's never had a seven assist game to Bam Adebayo in his entire tenure with the Miami Heat. So we are going to look at why, because I, this started when we started to post this stuff on Twitter, it started when it always starts, which is everybody starts picking a side between, between certain players. There are guys, there are people on Twitter, most of them defend Jimmy at all costs. There's a crew though, that divides Bam versus Tyler hero, even though they're, as we know, the best of friends that there's a Bam contingent and there's a Tyler contingent. And then there's also now become a little bit of a Bam versus a Jimmy contingent on Twitter also. And so this became us basically, I guess the the way it was viewed by different people was one, we were criticizing Jimmy, which we are not. Now, number two, we're criticizing Bam, which we really are not. We're trying to get to the bottom of why this is because you have your two best players who put up very, very good numbers defensively together, who put up very good net ratings together, but it's always looked a little bit awkward between them in part because they, they operate in similar places on the floor, uh, but also because neither of them, as we know, are great long range shooters. Brady, I'm going to go to you here on the numbers. Okay. Um, Let's go through, let's start here, and then we'll start to do some comps with some other teams, although it's challenging because there aren't a lot of teams that have similar top two players to Jimmy and Bam. Where does uh, Jimmy rank in terms of assists to Bam Adebayo on the Heat this year? Yeah, so it was actually, he leads the the team in, in terms of assists to somebody, which would obviously be the case when a guy is absolutely, you're basically your only screener. Like when you think about it, he is the guy other than your backup center that's constantly screening and rolling. Uh, so he leads the team in assists, which is 54, which is not a number that's very high that you would say. Uh, and then it's funny if you look at the inverted version of that, Bam pass assists to Jimmy, it's at 38. So it's like almost creeping up in that way. And we know the Bam pass to Jimmy are absolutely not pick and rolls. Like those are just little dump offs. There's high low stuff they run. There's transition stuff that they get out in the break and run. Uh so that stuff's a little interesting. I don't expect like passes to Jimmy, assists to Jimmy to be high because that's not Jimmy's game. Jimmy's not somebody that's, especially this season, heavy on the roll. He's running pick and rolls. He's trying to score on his own. He's doing most of his creation on his own. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. And I know the thing you were getting into, uh, and I have to kind of find those numbers anyways, the, the, compared to other teams. And we were talking mm-hmm. about it on our own. We were saying, is there a comp to this? Because there's really not. Like if you look around the league, like, you look at Harden and Embiid. Embiid's the best, like <laughs> one of the best scorers in the league, and Harden's the assist leader. Then they have a natural chemistry. They have natural abilities that mesh. That's not a great comp. You look at you know guard like Giannis and Drew or Giannis and Middleton. Like there's certain guys that mesh. That is there a comp? The only one that we came up with that was like, 
LeBron and AD maybe because it's somebody like that that is not like heavy three point shooting and there's a little bit uh, and their number was pretty close actually when we were looking at it. I think they were at one point two a game. LeBron to AD and Jimmy's around like I think zero point nine a game. It's not even one, uh, which is just funny and, and wild to think about. So yeah, the numbers are definitely low. And when you hear fifty four assists from Jimmy to Bam, I think that's that's the number that I think catches people's uh, eyes. All right, so let, let, let me go through it here specifically, Greg, and then again, we'll pivot to Jimmy passes to Bam or assists to Bam. and uh, Excuse me, Bam assists to Jimmy. And, and as Brady said, Jimmy scores a lot unassisted. It's a lot of isolation. It's a lot of post-ups. There's a lot of seeking mismatches. So we're not expecting the assists from Bam to Jimmy to be as great as the assists from Jimmy to Bam should be. Let, here are the numbers. Uh, these are assists from different players to Bam Adebayo this year. Tyler Hero, 79. Kyle Lowry, who has missed huge chunks of the season, but of course is a point guard, 60. Jimmy Butler, 54. Max Struess, 51. Now, Max has played more games than Jimmy, but I mean, come on. I mean, (laughs) mean, Max is not a primary ball handler. Gabe Vincent, 37, which in some ways speaks to the fact that Gabe is not a primary assist guy, even though he's kind of a point guard. Victor Oladipo, 31. Caleb Martin, 13. Duncan Robinson, again, this used to be his favorite partner, but he's not on the court very much, 12. And then uh, a bunch of guys in single digits from Kevin Love to Haywood Highsmith to Drew Smith to Jamal Cain. But, but I mean, the, the highlight number here is Hero, 79, Butler, 54. Now, I know they run a lot of pick and roll, the two of them, um, which hit a wall sometime around January, and it's kind of picked up a little bit lately, but it was their best action in November and December. But 54 assists, I mean, again, it's less than one per game. He just got seven in one game to a journeyman center. And we're going to get into with Brady, because Brady asked the question of, Spolstra, kind of why that pick and roll combination works or and all that. But I, I want to get to the big picture of this because, again, Jimmy is the leading assist guy. I'm, I'm going to look at the other chart here. Uh, this is assist to Jimmy. Bam leads at 38. Again, that's a smaller number than Jimmy to Bam. But remember, Jimmy's creating for himself. So he's and he's he's on his, a lot of unassisted. Kyle is second, by the way, with 35. Tyler is third with 29. And then Vincent with 21. So, again, Jimmy's not going to get a lot of assisted baskets. It's not the way that he plays. But do you do you notice this on the court? Before we get to the reasons why it worked better with Zeller and maybe what the Heat can pick up from this or what Bam can pick up from this or what Jimmy can pick up from this in terms of feeding the best big on the team, does it look like it to you? Does it look like Jimmy is not passing the ball to Bam consistently in a spot where Bam can score? I mean, the easy answer to that question is yes. And I hate to say that. I don't know why the reasons are um, because I feel like it will ultimately always like make people pick sides, like how you started the episode. And that sucks like between two players that um, in on the other side of the ball complement each other in ways that are unbelievable. But on the offensive end, this is the part of it, Ethan, that's weird. It's like we saw – six and three figure out how to play together as like both occupying the same space. A lot of times needing the ball in their hands, um, not being necessarily knocked down, crazy shooters, etc. And I know it's not fair to compare Jimmy and bam to Dwayne and LeBron, but I guess the part of it that's just weird is that 
when you have a team that's so anemic offensively, you would think that the two best players on the team would just find a way to, I don't know, like, like fall into more than 54 assists to your point um, from, you know, from Jimmy to Bam, because there's games where Jimmy is getting crazy assist numbers this year. Like he's, he's been uh, a huge facilitator. It's one of his best seasons that way. Um, So the fact that it's not fed to Bam specifically, and also like, I can't help but remember when there seemed to be a bit of a honeymoon phase. And this happened with Tyler too, where like, it was all about getting banned to the all-star game. And it was about um, like the things Jimmy wanted to prop Bam up about. And there's just, there's not as much talk like that. And I can't help, but, but notice it. Right. Well, he used to he used to say that Bam was the most important player on the team. We we don't really hear that very much this year. So again, I don't want to make the episode about that, but yes, this some of this stuff does stick out to you and to me um, that there isn't as much of that kind of, I guess, playful interaction between the two of them that we see. I don't not that doesn't speak to me to a rift. It just it's just something again observable that it doesn't seem quite the same as it did at the beginning when teammates play together for a long time, particularly. When they have, you know, they have their own ambitions. Um, they have different ways of going about things. This, you know, there tends to be some growing apart that happens. It's normal. But we're trying to get to the on the court stuff. Brady, do we have before we we get to the Zeller stuff here? Do we have anything, any stats here on who Jimmy's assists largely go to? If we don't, can we grab that maybe after the break? Because I, I think that's also instructive. Like to, to say who who most assisted baskets are coming from for Jimmy and Bam, but also who are most of Jimmy's assists going to? Because when you talk about this, Greg, I, I think you've hit on it, that he's had some big assist games. Like the ball's in his hands. Uh, he's entrusted to make plays, and he's trying to make plays to the guys he thinks he has the most success with. I, look, LeBron, I bet you, if we go back and look, and we're going to do some other comps here, if we go back and look at LeBron's time with Miami, I bet you the assist numbers to Bosh are lower by in terms of where they went than they were to others. I think we used to talk about that, actually, that LeBron didn't necessarily feed Chris all that much. LeBron tended to feed sh- other shooters. So when Chris became more of a three-point shooter as time went on, maybe the assist numbers went up. But I don't feel like LeBron was feeding Chris in the post. Chris didn't want to play the post most of the time. Um, but but I feel like we've seen this before, I guess. I, it feels like a conversation I've had before, maybe 10 years ago, okay? I bet you LeBron probably had more assists to Mario Chalmers, okay, than he had to Chris Bosh because of just Mario spotting up when LeBron was drawing two and getting into the paint. But, Brady, I want you to get to those numbers. I'm going to give a little more time here. We're going to do a quick break. I do want to mention Prize Picks. That's our fantasy sponsor. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play the assist numbers and all the other numbers there. You can also play... Uh, every other sport, MLS, NHL, MLB, it's all on there right now. Uh, women's sports, it's all there. Esports, whatever you want to play, you can play it on prize picks. You can bind them together. Again, use our code five. It's the best in the industry. You get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You don't need to play it all at once. There are no rollovers. Just rated the number one fastest growing sports product in the country. So go to prizepicks.com or download it off the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Also, we always mention Better Edge. That's our gambling partner. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN there. And you'll get $20 to play, okay? And you can play right away. And again, this is legal sports betting. This isn't something offshore. It's based in Minneapolis. It's legal in 44 states. Go to betteredge.com, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN and find the line you want in 
Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard, so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Finally, we're having a watch party Tuesday night. Heat at Detroit will be a tropical distillery. That's We've done a watch party there before. We had a good time. And actually, well, the Heat lost that game, but we won't mention that. We think they're going to win this one. They're in Detroit. Um, we got two-for-one shots prior to tip-off, so check out. Tropical Distillery will be there starting at about 6.30 game time is 7.30, and it's about 15 – it's in Alapata, about 15 minutes uh, away from downtown Miami. All right, Brady, do you have any of that stuff? And then I do want to get to the Zeller conversation. So you're talking about field goals more so, Ethan? Yeah, I'm talking about Jimmy's assists. Where are they going? So it's I think in terms of the assists into field goals ratio is more yes. so where I was looking at because – Bam's assists are at 54. Jimmy to Bam's assists is at 54. 70 field goal makes, which is at 51% shooting. So it's like a little below his efficiency range. And that's what I wanted to go to because it kind of blends into my point. It's definitely going to be <laughs> below his efficiency range because a Jimmy, a Jimmy and Bam pick and roll is just not fluid on paper. And let's be honest, it's not fluid when you watch it. And there's reasons to it. It's not just because of the... The fact that, you know, two guys that are just don't have chemistry. I think it's the fact of the ways that teams can defend it. It's like Jimmy's coming over, coming to a screen. You have to go under because your game plan is to not let Jimmy attack you in a mismatch. So you don't, you want to let him shoot that three. When you're looking at the Heat team as a whole and you watch Bam as a roller, uh, teams, and this is where I know we're going to flow into the Zeller conversation. This we're all get into a little bit more. But teams are not going to just let Bam just prance down the lane as a roller. Like, they're going to uh, not let him get behind that second defender. And there's going to be a third defender that is leaking off the opposite corner or wing that's sending him at a double. And that's the things we've discussed early on in the season, specifically before the All-Star break when he was clicking. It's like, 
teams continue to double him on the roll. So what is the counter that he found a little, like his shot, the dotted line, he started working at the mid post a little more kind of, I made the point before where I was like uh, talking about maybe getting him away from the role as much. So I think that type of stuff uh, is what blends into that. So if you're sending two guys to a roller like Bam and a guy's going under the screen on Jimmy, yeah, the look's going to be a lot worse and the efficiency is going to go lower. So you're going to go away from it. And I think from the perspective of a defense, um, yeah, you're going to rather send that second, third defender down because guess what? This Heat team can't shoot. So you're going to let them shoot. You're going to let them make that pass. Jimmy, get extra assists to Tyler or Max potentially or Gabe or Duncan uh, just because of the fact that they can't shoot right now. So I think that's part of the reason why the dynamic looks so weird. All right. All of that is great. And I do want to flow into the conversation. Here's the number I was looking for, because <laughs> maybe it's not on, on stats. I'm going to try to find it. What I'm trying to figure out uh, is Jimmy has a certain number of assists, right? Say he's got 500 assists this year. I'm trying to figure out what percentage of those assists are BAM baskets. In other words, not, not what BAM is shooting, although I'm glad you got into all that because obviously his shooting percentage is down, but I'm saying Okay, Bam has 150 of his assists are to Tyler. 100 of his assists are to Bam. Is that is that number trackable anywhere? I feel like I've seen that before on stats.nba.com or no. It might be, but you know, maybe that maybe that's where we kick in a little bit of prep before a podcast. Yeah, I know. We never do that. I know. Well, that's we I, I I've done three podcasts today. So all right, we're gonna try to find that. Okay, and I'm gonna try to put that on the winnow feed. Uh, so check that out. Here's another promo. Go to our off the floor feed. You should subscribe to that for three dollars and five cents per month. If you actually need to know the answer, I promise I will find it tonight. It's some it's somewhere on stats.nba.com. I know that uh, where you can tell who is getting his assists. I know I've tracked it down before, but they've made that site kind of a rabbit hole, so it can be difficult to find at first. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot back uh, to Greg on this, and then we'll go to Brady because I want Brady to get to the question that he asked Spolster last night because that's really the tip off here. I, I I think that Greg, when we talk about it being difficult for Bam to have the same percentage on passes from Jimmy as maybe from others, that does speak to a little bit of the clunkiness of them as an offensive tandem, right? Because uh-huh. the, 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 the idea, I, I understand why Brady's saying framing it this way, but like Curry and clay made each other better, right? Like even Curry and Draymond make each other better. Like that's, the way that they play off of each other, that was part of their magic. Even to a certain degree, Curry and Durant when they were together. Um, you know, we talk about LeBron and AD, and obviously there's a little bit of a, a – there's some messiness in their numbers. But we look at the Embiid-Harden combination, and we kind of mock that a little bit. But Harden's got more than 200 assists to Embiid this year. That's <laughs> – I mean, that's almost four times what Jimmy and Bam have which would say that maybe they fit better together offensively. And also I would guess that MB probably shoots, and I don't know this for sure, but probably shoots a better percentage on passes from Harden because Harden's drawing two and getting MB easy dunks and, and things that typically lead to higher percentages than maybe MB does on passes from say Tobias Harris. Okay. Or somebody else on his team there. There's a multiplier like there, right? Like there's big greater than the sum of their parts. It seems like there's a subtract element with Jimmy and Bam, whether whether it's the percentages that Bam shoots on passes from Jimmy, who is a good passer, by the way, it's not like he's a bad passer. And also I saw this on Twitter today and I thought this was interesting. Different segments of the season, right? 
we had the band breakout and there was a period of time where Jimmy wasn't playing to Jimmy levels. And we kind of said, well, he's sort of saving himself. Right. But that was when Bam was breaking out. And now since the all-star break, Jimmy's gone nuclear is playing at probably at the highest level in the regular season he ever has for any team. And Bam has suffered. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if there is, a, well, I guess what I'm speaking to is a little bit of a zero sum game here offensively with the two of them. Like if one's going to be better, the other's going to be worse. Unless the shooters are all firing yeah. on all cylinders. Like that's the, that's the element. I feel like when we talk about these two being um, the hubs of an offense and then being cohesive as a unit, as a, just a duo or just as your main guys building blocks, it's predicated on this team shooting really well. Um, I just looked up just uh, literally like looking at totals. Jimmy has 326 assists on the season. So if you're saying 54 of those assists were to bam, that's 16% of his 326 assists. That was probably season. how I should have done it. Right. So we don't know who's first, right? I guess we, I, I I back could... back into the number. We're not going right. to do it on the show right now, but like, it's just, like, I feel like 16% of 326 assists to me, that feels low, but obviously we need to get some comp numbers. Uh, what were some of those other ones that you mentioned? I mean, you, I mean, you're taking a look. I mean, we'd say what was NBA. Tyler's or, or um, no, no, no. Cause that obviously it's a different player. Yeah. We, we, have, got, we have to look, we, we'd have to look at Tyler's number. I would bet you Tyler has higher assist numbers from Jimmy, uh, higher assisted baskets from Jimmy than Bam does. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any question. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if Gabe Vincent has higher uh, assisted baskets from Jimmy or and certainly Struess. I There's no question that Struess does. I'm just doing eye test stuff here, but if we're going to say 17%, I mean, you're talking about the other best player on the team, like 17%. It feels like the number should be in the 30s, right? Like at least double that. Like just in, in a normal offensive arrangement between the two best players on the team, somebody's assist, somebody who's not a selfish player, because Jimmy Butler is not a selfish player. He's got 326 assists. He's also a very good passer that it should be more than 17% of his assists should go to another max player on the team. How many assists did uh, Tyler assist to Bam that you said earlier? We'll have to take a look at that. Or no, no. What, what, what were the original numbers? Sorry, bear with me here. Uh, of Jimmy's assists totals all the way around. Well, did that's we, what you, we're looking for. We're trying uh, to backtrack that way. We, we were looking so you're for talking assists about to Bam. So Jim, you're you're talking about Jimmy's assists, like who they're going yes. to. That's uh -huh. what I'm saying. So Bam's going to be. That was my point before. Bam's going to be the most, even though it's under 17. percent That's going to be the highest on the team because the next is Max at 50 assists. Oh, got that's it. Going okay, to be got the it. Most. And then it's Tyler at 49, Caleb at 38. And then to your other question, uh, I think Tyler to Bam is at 79 assists. Next is Kyle at 60 assists, and right. next is Jimmy at 54. So those are kind of the were. Yeah, those I read at the beginning, but you've you've hit on it there. Okay, so basically, it, it, Jimmy to Bam is that he is, he gets more assisted baskets to Bam than anybody else. In other words, Bam scores more on Jimmy assists than anybody else in terms of maybe maybe less overall points because they're all twos, whereas a lot of Tyler's are going to be threes. Okay, but so probably Tyler, there probably are more points actually coming on Jimmy passes to Tyler than Jimmy passes to Bam, but. In terms of assists, you're saying 54 of his 326 total assists uh, are are to Bam, 50 mm -hmm. to 50 to Tyler, uh, to Max, to Max, yeah, yeah, 
And then Tyler's next. And then Tyler's next at 49. That's the numbers I was looking for. Okay. So we got to it. I mean, that shouldn't be the case. I'm just, I'm, it shouldn't be that close. I mean, I, again, I understand Tyler is a premium scorer. He's averaging 20 plus a game. Uh, he does create some for his own. We always talk about a lot of it's behind screens, but the fact is he does create some for his own. He does some in isolation. Um, he takes multiple dribbles, which again, after that, you don't get an assist for it. Uh, but it, it should be the big guy. Like it should be the big guy should be getting the lion's share of assists. And essentially the assisted numbers to Bam from Jimmy are the same roughly as they are to Tyler and to Max. And so I, I, to me, that speaks to the fact that they're not connecting offensively, or at least when the ball's in Jimmy's hands, I, that's, that's what that says. But, but you asked a, a question of Spolstra. Um, so why don't you go through it? Because you asked why the pick and roll with, with Cody works. What did he say? Yeah. So I thought it was interesting because you, you mentioned at the top, like Cody's other had nine field goals, seven of them were Jimmy Butler. Uh, and look, I know the previous podcast we've done, I know Greg hit on it, is that part of this, we have to take a consideration before we discuss any of this. The Mavericks defense is very bad. So like, yeah, they figured some things out. Yeah, things look good. But let, let's make sure we note that this wasn't, they weren't facing a wall of a defense that were coming up with a game plan here. So like, let's start with that. Secondary, I just basically noticed the fact that Jimmy has done well in the past with backup centers, like in pick and rolls. And that's why I think we always have this conversation throughout the season. Like, why does he figure things out with backup centers compared to Bam? The thing that stood out to me is the slower bigs actually fit his style, which is weird. Like we always talk, we talk about when they got Kevin Love, we're like, oh, he needs a pick and pop guy, which yeah, that's great. Even though it's not, he's not, hasn't been a true pick and pop guy for them. But these like straight, like screen dive guys fit him because Cody Zeller running at a, as fast as he can is a slow paced roller and Jimmy is a slow paced ball handler. Like if you watch Jimmy, Jimmy is not fast. Jimmy is taking his time, reading the defense, scouting everything out, watching the help, taking his time, trying to figure out matchups, like all of those things. Then you get to add in a big that is just screening, diving and slowly kind of cutting to the basket. You can make reads in that way. And that's kind of what I was kind of hinting at and spoke got into the fact that uh, just kind of the pacing of guys and why it's so important. But then it comes down to the fact, like, that's why I say it's not about, like, the, oh, he passed he passed to Zeller last night, but he wouldn't have done that if it was Bam. Well, Bam wouldn't have been in the position that Zeller was in. Like, there was no way in the world Bam is getting behind that second defender with nobody near him. Uh, there's no way in the world that he's not getting pinched down from corners and getting extra help. So that's why I think a lot of this is weird. And it's also the fact that because it's Zeller and not Bam, Jimmy was absolutely seeing, like, doubles and two defenders every time he came off the screen which makes the thing you said, not to get off track, but the thing you said at the beginning of this episode even crazier, the fact that that was probably his best game in a Heat uniform in the regular season. And it wasn't like one of these nights where he was just having his way, just not really being defended. They were The Mavericks aren't a good defense, but they were focusing on Jimmy. Like they were throwing things at Jimmy and he was still able to make these passes. He was still able to hit these tough shots. So that's what made that intriguing. But in terms of that, that duo, I think that's what makes this weird. Like I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, well, Bam is not doing what Cody Zeller does. Like, he's not screening and sealing and, and getting open on the roll. It's like they see different things. So that's, I think, the, the difference here. But to get back to my original point, I think pacing is so important. That's why I think if you look at the style of Bam as a roller, he's screening and he's diving quickly. Why do you think Tyler Bam pick and roll is so good? It's not just because they're good friends. It's not because they're both under 25 years old. It's because both of them have the same play style. They come off a screen, they want to run. 
They just want to get to the, get to their spots as fast as possible. And they want to try to beat the defense to their spots. That is not Jimmy. That is not Cody Zeller. That is not a lot of the older guys in this league. They want to take their time. They want to find their spots and they want to do it slowly. So I think, yeah, you, there's certain guys. I don't want to say it because there's certain guys in this league that can mesh with different play styles. Like it's not that you have to have the same play style, but it doesn't make it easier. Like there's just certain guys that click at a certain level. And I think that's just what you're seeing with that. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy and Bam have to figure it out to a certain extent because Look, let's be honest. Jimmy Butler's not going to be playing much with Cody Zeller when it comes down to it in a play or a, play or a playoff series. He could be their backup big, but what is he going to play? Eight, eight minutes, maybe? That's probably the, the most he's going to see in a playing game, a playoff game. So they need to figure out the main stuff. Uh, and part of that's just going to be Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo going nuclear. Because you, to your point earlier about them kind of taking their time, like, yeah, Bam had his moments early in the season and Jimmy took a back seat. Now you're seeing Jimmy go crazy in the post-all-star break and Bam's kind of taking a back seat. So finding your spots and being able to do it together is how has always been the question. So that's what we have to see now. A couple of things uh, you mentioned there. Uh, the first thing is any Heat fan who's saying Bam has no value because of what Cody Zeller did in the last game, honestly, stop following the team. Okay. And any insinuation that we've suggested that is ridiculous. We saw what the defense looks like without Bam. The other thing though, is you mentioned the whole friendship thing, which a lot of people brought up here. Well, Kyle and Jimmy are the best of friends. And one of the other things that jumps out on the assist numbers is that they don't assist very much to each other either. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that jumps out like that. We've talked about that, that that supposed basketball chemistry that was supposed to emerge from the fact that they played together on a national team and they're good friends like that. We've not seen that. Like, they, 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 honestly, Kyle's been better when Jimmy hasn't been on the floor for a good portion of his heat career and when he's been out there with subs. But here's the other thing, okay? And and I think this is the big problem going forward, Greg. It, it's not just that certain segments of the season that one was better when the other clearly took a back seat or began to struggle a little bit. It, it's also it's also the fact that the games that one doesn't play, the other tends to go off. Like Brady just mentioned it. Jimmy just had his best game by this, you can call it an esoteric stat or whatever, by game score in the regular season that he's ever had with the Miami Heat. And it came with Bam not playing. The NBA Finals against the Lakers, where Jimmy went nuts, came with Bam either significantly limited early in that series or not playing. Jimmy was playing with Kelly Olynyk. And was having the most success. And it works the other way too. We've constantly talked about the fact that it's like Bam only gets aggressive when Jimmy's not on the floor. It's happened a million, uh, not a million times, but several times. A Washington game, a bunch of games. The Nets game down here a couple of years ago that Bam seems to take over and be more comfortable. They are not additive to each other offensively. I know Alex would fight me on this if he was here because he'll talk <laughs> about the numbers and all this stuff. But I'm just talking about, again, you know, I test, but also, I mean, the simple absence of one seems to bring out the best in the other. The Heat have to see that, right? I'm not talking yeah. about on defense. I'm talking about on offense. No, and I know I think that they're going to likely try to fix that with the players around the two because I think that there's probably a happy medium to all of this. And, uh, like, that's the issue is that I think the guys you were counting on to create the – space needed for those two to look a lot more optimized as a duo uh it just hasn't been there like they don't need to 
guard you know you need to help off of these shooters because they're not making shots and so like i hate for us to arrive back at that place but um there's no way two non-shooters can be surrounded by a whole bunch of other non-shooters and then we expect it to work so that that's something they have to fix and it's a big part of roster construction going forward Brady, you have any final thoughts on this? I know we've been a little all over the place in this episode, but I think the, the conclusions we've drawn at least are they're not really additive to each other. They need some other buffer piece in between them, and that's one of the questions about whether Tyler can be that piece going forward, but also that there are legitimate reasons why Jimmy might be comfortable, again, with a slower player in these situations. But is there anything else that you draw from it? Yeah, I think it's the fact that you can – the way I said that teams can schematically take out a Jimmy Van pick and roll – there's ways that Miami can take a counter and say, we're not going to let you do that. And that's just not running as many Jimmy and pick and rolls. Like, and it's like, it's not to say that they can't play together, but it doesn't have to be in the same way. Like one of the things I thought has been one of the, the good additions of the season uh, is kind of the high low stuff. Like what, I don't know what you do with that type of stuff. If Bam's taking your, your big out of the lane and playing you at the elbow and you can get Jimmy on a mismatch down low, like that stuff works and that's way to utilize both of them together. Then there's the post split stuff that we always talk about with kind of Bam or Jimmy being used as a hub and having guys is moving around. Like there's ways to go around this where it doesn't have to be a pick and roll. And these two guys seeing three defenders, because that is what's going to happen every single time. And when we were talking about numbers, I was looking, I got interested in looking at seeing Jimmy to Bam's assists over the last few seasons. So we said Jimmy to Bam assists 54 this season. Last season it was actually at 47. So actually higher than last season. And then I went to the year before. So the year, this is now the year that they got swept in the first round against the Bucks, 73. It was actually a lot higher if we think back to that regular season. So I was interested in just kind of seeing how that went. So it went lower and then it went a little higher than last season. So it improved from last season, but not as good as that year. Uh, and that just could be personnel. It's the fact that last year, Bam was out for a big chunk of time. It's the fact that Jimmy missed some time as well. So we some of this is kind of, uh, weird with the games played, but it's just the fact that I just don't think we have to look at this and say if the reason it's look. I'll say this. The reason it's looked at, I think a little bit more right now is the fact that their shooting is this bad. Like the reason we're coming back to Jimmy and Bam playing together is the fact that they are literally 30th in points per game. And they are one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. If they are shooting at, at a decent level, like we look at this past game against Dallas, if they shoot decent, uh things probably look differently if Bam plays they probably look it probably gel a lot more there was a game this season uh where they did do that but it's once again it's usually happens against worse defensive talent so the whole question becomes playoffs but I know right now we're not even we have to get there first we have to talk about playing before we can even talk about playoffs but I guess my my full take is that I just didn't like the I, I thought it was interesting the fact of the pacing stuff with Jimmy and kind of slower bigs but I don't like when it just gets get swapped like one for one. Like it's like if you throw Bam in this position, this happens. Like it's not the case. Like like we cannot look at it like that because Bam on a bio, as much as people don't want to hear it, gets defended on the roll like some of the MVP candidates do. And you may think that's crazy, but if you watch a lot of these guys and the way they're defended, it's not because he's at the same level as a lot of these bigs. It's because Miami's shooting and offense is that bad that team scheme out and say, we are not going to let Bam get going and play make out of the role. So you want to talk about attention? It, it, it's, I don't know if it's as much Jimmy Bam as it is everybody around him. Cause look at last season, we weren't having as many of these Jimmy Bam conversations in the regular season last year, were we? 
because they were shooting really well. So it might come down to that a lot of the time. Yeah, no doubt. And there are some things that may help here. I mean, we mentioned Max Struess. He's shooting 40% over the past six, five, six weeks. So that's certainly helpful. And and actually three-point shooting in terms of open threes uh, has gotten much, much better over the past couple of months. And that should help it too. I just think we're, you know, we're four years into this Jimmy Bam build. And it doesn't seem, again, like this is – a some greater than its parts situation. And I, I think they've got to figure out a way to make it that if that's going to be the build going forward. And I'm not against it being the build. We know what they can do defensively. We know how impactful they both can be. It's just that it's clear that they are going to need to figure out what pieces they need to add or how to make it work better with the piece, some of the pieces they already have, including hero so that they start adding something to each other because it, it look, it jumped out. It jumped out. I mean, everybody noticed it. It's, you know, when you're talking about seven assists as opposed to one, which is what he averages to bam on a regular basis, it looked different. And I, again, I'm glad that Brady went through some of the tactical reasons and that Spolster spent the time to explain some of those tactical reasons. All right. Check out our other episodes, check out our watch party. We're going to be a tropical distillery uh on to travel with the Steelers, excuse me on tuesday night for heat detroit also playback will be on there too our off the floor feed you know about all our stuff subscribe to prize picks using the code five have a good night everybody thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.